Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a new story about your world. Today's guest is Abby Zapote. She's the Executive Director of Latinos for a Secured Retirement, a coalition of Latino organizations that advocates for social safety net programs. We'll talk about preparing for retirement and programs that we need to defend today for a better tomorrow. Thank you for following The Jesse Garcia Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. Attention Latinx Familia. Do you know a graduate student interested in Latino history and culture? The Smithsonian Latino Center is looking for applicants for its Summer Latino Museum Studies program. The fellow chosen for this program will work on various Latino projects and exhibitions at the Smithsonian located in Washington, D.C. Applications for the fellowship are due March 13th. For more information on this opportunity, visit latino.si.edu forward slash LMSP. That's latino.si.edu forward slash LMSP. Good luck. A recent study by the National Institute on Retirement Security and Unidos U.S. found that Latinx folks are still facing a deeper retirement crisis than other ethnic groups because of lower access to 401ks and other job-related disadvantages in accumulating savings. To help sound the warning bell in the Latinx community and make Washington and the business world address this problem, several action groups in our community banned together in 2011 to create Latinos for a Secured Retirement. The organization launched to serve as the preeminent voice for Hispanic Americans in the fight to defend Social Security as new threats continue to emerge against the decades-old program. Its mission also includes to strengthen Medicare, increase pension access and financial literacy, ensure that seniors get equal access to older American Act services, and work to ensure that more Latinos are in key policy and advocacy positions important to an aging population. Today, I'm honored to have the organization's executive director, Abby Zapote, on the program to talk about her work and what we must do today to prepare for a better tomorrow. I'd like to welcome to the show Abigail Zapote, Executive Director of Latinos for a Secured Retirement, a coalition of Latino organizations that advocates for social safety net programs. Miss Abby and I first crossed paths in Dallas, Texas in the early 2000s, volunteering for the League of United Latin American Citizens, where we advocated for Latinx community issues like immigration Mm -hmm. and social justice issues Mm -hmm. like criminal reform, uh, better jobs, better education. Uh, We became closer friends when we both ended up in Washington, D.C. in the early uh, 2010s. And I'm proud of the work that she's accomplished on a national level. Not that many young Latinas end up executive directors of national social justice organizations, but somehow it comes natural to Abby, who's always been the loudest voice, an apologetic voice (laughs) in the room when it comes to social justice. Welcome to the show, Abby. 
Thank you, Jesse, so much for having me here. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your organization. Sure. Um, so it, it's great that you mentioned just the way that we met through through LULAC. Um, and it is actually through LULAC that I was able to, um, you know, get this amazing job. Um through uh, Latinos for a Secure Retirement. Um, again, it is a social justice organization as well. Um, again, uh, just like you mentioned, we not only are fighting so that um, all Latinos get equal access to Older Americans Act. So it, those are um, benefits like how do you uh, get extra money to pay your bills? How do you get extra money to, um, you know, get food uh, for your table for your for your grandparents for our abuelitos um, which is really really important especially right now since we know that the Trump administration is trying to bring so many cuts um, and so when you know that someone is trying to cut meals on wheels that's a problem there's a lot of targeted programs out there that people don't know about mm -hmm. but they've been created to fill those gaps yep. because there's so many things like from the utilities when uh, companies that allow uh, older folks that are, you know, at a, already reached a certain age, they, they give them breaks if they're on a certain program. They qualify for other programs. It's almost like if you qualify for this one program, you also get reduced, uh, uh, yeah. get more more benefits with other programs that are already in existence. So I'm glad that an organization like yours exists because you get to tell these people about these resources that Correct. are available. Correct. And especially right now when they're, you know, when, we, when we're hearing um, on the news about like public charge, about how our yes. communities, you know, if they access certain um, uh, they programs, get penalized. they get penalized, right? But for folks that are citizens, for folks that are legal residents um, of this country, there are these um, really effective programs. Um, and we're actually working right now with the National Council on Aging. Um, so shameless plug, but not really, just because I think our, <laughs> our community really needs to know about this. Um, and this is the um, Check Your Benefits tool. And anybody can um, go online to checkyourbenefits.org. What's the website? Benefits Checkup. Dot org. Um, and you literally can go through a survey on like who you are, whether you're a veteran, whether you um, are disabled, whether you are A, B, and C, um, what your income level is. And at the end of the survey, you get a full report that literally tells you all of the federal, uh, state, and local benefits that wow. you're eligible for um, and where to go get help. Uh, to be able to fill out these government forms. So it's really, really, really important for people to know that. And people don't think that you're like, it's like you're, you're like taking something from someone. No. You paid into it. Mm -hmm. All these years that you've been working and all those taxes have been taken from your check, yep. guess where they landed? They, for these programs. Exactly. They're paying for these programs. It's available for you. This is the time when you need to get that money back. Exactly. And, you know, when we always hear uh, about folks landing their first job, right? Um, they're like, what is FICA? And yeah. so FICA <laughs> is what's paying for, for all, all of these programs. Yes. Um, so it's the first universal program that the United States has, mm -hmm. um, which I think is, is really great for, um, you know, for everybody to know that these benefits are, are out there. So what are some of the things that Latinos should worry about when it comes to retiring in the next 20 to 30 years? Mm -hmm. um, so one of the um, biggest things that, um, that we should be worrying about is that if we don't do anything about um, Social Security, um, it might be reduced. Yes. It's never going to go away. But... For Latinos especially, 50% of us right now rely on Social Security for the only income after we retire. That's my mom right now. Yeah. So whenever she, uh, her Social Security doesn't like 
it lasts, I mean, for the rest of the month, I have to kick in. Yep. So it's almost like we got to prepare for this not being at 100%. You'll get something, but maybe not, like maybe down to 75% of what you're supposed to get. Correct. So today, um, Latina women are only getting about $850 a month. Um, on their social security checks and Latino males are getting only about $1,100. So obviously we know just living day to day that we couldn't live our lives on that amount of money, right? And so by 2035, if nothing is done um, to expand social security, it means that 20% of that money will go away, which means that that, those $850 for our moms is going to go down to about $675. Wow. And we obviously know that medicine is, is the costs are increasing. Just even being able to go to see a doctor, those prices are increasing. And when you get, uh, the person gets older, there's home care involved, extra products to keep that person healthy Mm -hmm. are involved. And just, it just, it gets harder. It gets harder for the family to care for an older folk. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I think in general for all of us, it just really is essential for us to um, support um, when our legislators are saying, hey, we might need to pay a little bit extra in, um, in you know, FICA taxes to make sure that this program is expanded. But what is 0.02%, right? It's not a lot of money. It's an automatic savings that at the end of your lifetime, you literally see it in real dollars in your pocket. It's important. It's, it's important. And it you should see it as a premium to this universal um, social program as opposed to a tax on something because this is something that you are getting back. What are some things that people in their 40s like me mm-hmm. should be doing now to prepare? Yeah. So I think, like I mentioned, right, automatic savings is something that we should be looking into. So the first thing um, is to figure out if you actually have a 401k account that you can that you have access to at work. Um, So and and once you do um, figure out if there is a, a match from your company and if there is not and if you can't afford it, it's always suggested to put in 10 percent um, of your paycheck. Um, of course, I know that is a lot of money, it's a lot of money, but trust me, it grows really quickly exactly. over the years. If you're not just you just put it in there, you're just not checking it mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. Just let it grow. Check it once a year. And you're just going to be astonished of how it keeps on growing and the company matches, yep. which is even better. Yep. Um, and just don't touch it. Yep. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Even if things get hard, don't touch it. But if things do get hard, know that you can borrow from it, which is better than taking it out. Because when you take it out, not only are you paying a fee because you're taking it out early, but you're also paying it into income taxes on that next year. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a double negative for you, um, but you can borrow it from yourself. And then you have a bigger incentive to be like, oh, I borrowed from myself. I need to pay that shit back Yeah. Um, because it's my own money. Exactly. What you just said, I actually did. <laughs> okay, when yeah. I was a poor Mexican <laughs> in my 20s, which leads us to our next question about what should people in their 22 who are barely starting in the workforce yeah. and should begin to do to mm-hmm. ensure a good retirement. Yeah. I was doing the 401k when I was little, back in the 20, <laughs> 24, 25. 
and my job closed. Mm. Uh, the base closed where I was working, and I had to take the next job that was available, which took me from San Antonio to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I had no money to move. I was mm-hmm. poor, living paycheck to paycheck. So I did the craziest thing and cashed in my 401k. Mm-hmm. It was just $5,000, right? Cashed it in. Thinking, wow, this is going to help me move, mm-hmm. put a down payment on the new apartment. In retrospect, it needed to be done. Yeah. But, oh, my God, if that money would have stayed, mm-hmm. I would have been like half a million yeah. in retirement by now. Mm-hmm. If they would have just stayed there and I would have kept pumping more money in there, I would have been set. Now I'm trying to like play catch up. Yep. But it's just we just got to be more financially aware. Aware. Of, aware. Yeah, and and aware of our own financial situation, right? Because I know that when it comes to, like, these bills coming out, when it comes to, like, different, you know, things on the stock exchange, and you're like, what is that? Yeah. As long as you know what's, you know, how much debt you're in, as long as you know how much is in your savings, as long as you know the programs that are available to you and that you're actually taking advantage of, that's going to go a longer way than actually knowing what the heck is going on in the New York exchange. Yeah. All of that is just so confusing to me. <laughs> I'm more, I was just like more of the creative, never the yeah. math. But I'm just like, let that, when you see a dip in the market or it goes super high, mm-hmm. don't check, you know, it's going to yeah. hurt looking at it and yeah. you think you're going to have to like pull out. No, it just bounces back exactly. over time. It always just like fixes, you know, you, it'll just keep growing mm-hmm. regardless of the crazy roller coaster ride that you see on the on the nightly news you're gonna think oh should i take out no 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 just leave it there leave it there exactly and i think one of the really great things that we have going for us as a as a community is that we're so young um so right now the median age of a latino is 29 and then the most common age for a latino is 11 years old so wow yeah so we're super young um but in general right you um you're only going to see that money accrue interest because you're going to let it sit and either it's either going to go up or down but it's actually going to end up continuing to accrue um as much as that works for our credit cards when you're paying that additional money for the things that you bought that's the same thing that happens to you but you would much rather just kind of let it chill yeah (laughs) and accrue that interest on its own for those who are in retirement right now, what are some of the issues to be concerned with? What legislations out there that that's out there, or campaign promises that are out there that we got to be worried about? Ooh, um, so for people that are retired right now, um, for me, it really is. We're, we're working right now with um, Congressman Larson um, on trying to pass the. Um, Social Security 2100 Act, which essentially uh, mean that we would expand Social Security to make sure that folks um, in those younger generations actually see um, 100% of um, their Social Security checks, you know, through 2100, the year 2100. Um, but for people that are retired, that means that they would see a bump in their um, in their Social Security checks. Um, it would only be um, about maybe about 200 or 300 dollars. It's not going to be a lot, but it is going to be very helpful. Now let's talk about another community, the LGBTQ Latinx folks. Mm-hmm. Now, like I was talking to you prior to our interview, that one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation is because so many of us in the uh, Latino community that are LGBTQ, uh, we're older. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to get married and yeah. have children. Some of us already went there without having it that legal right, but. For a good majority of us, we're not going to have those children to help us in the old age. You know, like I'm helping my mom. 
I'm not going to have that available. And how can we make retirement work for us? Yeah. What are some of the steps that we could take? Because um, some of us might not have families to go to because we've been kicked out of these families. Yeah. So we're not going to have that family support when we get older. And some of us worked in jobs where we were discriminated because we were queer. And we didn't get paid enough. We didn't get promoted enough. So we're going to be on tight incomes for the rest of our working life. What should we be doing now? Yeah. And, you know, it it, it is such um, a good question. And there's definitely a whole lot more conversation. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. um, Real quick. But I think, you know, one of the one of the greatest things, obviously, is that, you know, Finally, um, legal mar- like the LGBT community, you know, has that access to be able to get married, which is huge, um, especially because, um, you know, I, I think once uh, within the Latino community, we know that there's so much discrimination just within our own communities. Um, but I heard a really great quote uh, from um, Jerry Greer, who I think is going to be at your LULAC uh National Convention? Meeting, or me? I thought he was going to be at a meeting. Reggie Greer. Reggie Greer. Thank yeah. you. Reggie Greer is going to be there. Um, and he said that, like, once you liberate a community, they're not, like, you realize that they've always been there. Yes. Um, and I think that this is how our, our community is finally, like, facing this, which I think is going to be just, a, I guess, a flourishing of what can we do for our community, right? Like, what of that, what of, um, you know, while you may not have kids, what pieces of, of the community that you've been a part of that have been... They're going to rise to the occasion. That are going to rise to the, to the occasion, right? Uh, one thing that I want to say is that I'm very happy that um, there's all these couples that are fighting for spousal benefits. Yes. Social security yep. benefits uh, that they... Of their partners. That Some of them were married. Some of them were common law. But yep. they were trying to uh, get these benefits. Mm-hmm. Which is important to remember. That's one of the things that you really got to know what's available to you. Because yeah. my mom... When my dad died, she was his, my mother was his first wife. And by law, his benefits wouldn't go to the second wife because they weren't married long enough. Mm -hmm. My mom had no idea. So when she was able, someone told her, you actually could claim his benefits because you were his wife for so many years. That's something that definitely put a boost in that paycheck Mm -hmm. when that came, you know, that social security check at the beginning of the month. That's some of the things that I'm like, I hope. LGBT couples are able to access. Yes, you know, as they so get older. So the, the the cool thing is, is that we um, we actually just endorsed a bill called the Aegis Act that um, is coming out of um, Congresswoman. Um, Ooh, Congresswoman out of New Mexico, uh, Deb Haaland. Yes. Um, and the Ages Act um, actually is trying to solve that issue um, for couples that couldn't get married um, before uh, marriage was legal, and so. What they're doing is that for people that have had that had the intent of getting married and, you know, unfortunately, you know, after they did become married or, um, you know, uh, or if they had the intention, one of the, um, you know, spouses passes away. Yeah. We want to make sure that that there is that like restorative widower's benefits. That's um, great. I for, hope that goes partners. through. Yeah. So and and we do need support from everybody. Right. Because it is, it is something that is so. um wonky policy <laughs> for like a specific group of people but i mean it's, it's important it's, it's important and not only that but it is uh it is a community that just needs that extra extra help especially for the 
the life that we've been reduced to all these past years exactly. with so much discrimination. Exactly. We need to get those benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I do want to say as well for, you know, some of your younger listeners as well, one of the things that's really hard to fathom sometimes is understanding that discrimination is going to follow you through the end of your lifetime. Um, and I think as, as we age, you know, when we're young, we think, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to get old. I'm never going to get old. But, um, you know, you're going to get old. You're going to get old. <laughs> um, and you want to make sure that there are, you know, obviously protections for yourself. But as, as we know, you know, as like queer people, um, you are going to experience a whole lot more discrimination. There's going to be uh, some people that when they're retiring or they have to go into hospice care. Yeah. That they're gonna have to go back into the closet, yeah, because they don't want to end up with some nurse that's anti-gay. And yeah. what if she gives me the wrong amount of medication just to get rid of? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that all of us have to worry about. But that's, you know what's really cool though is that um, communities definitely step up. I mean, I definitely work with a lot of senior uh, groups and that, that run senior programs specifically for Latinos, and I'm sure that uh, programs for specifically LGBT communities are gonna come yeah, up. And I hope so. Um, but the cool thing is, is that like, like they make sure that like the, the food that they're feeding um, those communities are relevant to their culture um, because I know I know there was a, a fight actually here in DC um, with one of the programs and they were trying to give them like white people food and I, <laughs> and I know that sounds horrible but yeah. you know just not like arroz y gandules like yeah. if they're from Puerto Ricans or if they're Puerto Ricans or like you know just food that people will actually eat because it's good exactly and I know we've all gone to cafeteria lunches where you're just like what the heck is this <laughs> like I didn't eat meatloaf until I was like 18 and yeah. I was like what is this <laughs> um, so I know as an older person I wouldn't want to do that but that's what I'm saying that like culturally it, it, competent retirement yeah. and, and retirement right but yeah. it, it's going to be up to us for our communities to do to so build that. to create it and I think that's why it, it, it's so exciting um, because right now um, our seniors in the United States own, uh, Latinos only uh, are 13% of that senior population so we are still again like I mentioned we're still yeah. very young and so the programs that we're going to create I mean it's going to be us yes. um, and it's going to be us as advocates it's going to be um, us you know making sure that we keep the government accountable um, to the to the benefit that are given to our communities to allow them to have access to, to, to this benefit to these benefits as well. Um, but I think that we can create something really beautiful for our communities. God, we have so much to talk about, Abby, <laughs> but we're almost at the end. I want you to let us know where can people go get more information about your organization, your, you know, your website, social media handles, and upcoming conferences. Yeah, so. Um, we are at uh, latinoretirement.org mm-hmm. um, where you'll see all of our uh, more information about what we do, how you can get involved, um, sign on to um, bills that can uh, make sure that we have um, benefits access for all of our communities um, because when we're fighting for benefits, it means for all Americans. Obviously, our, our um, we gear our programs towards Latinos, but when we expand Social Security, it's not just for Latinos. It's going to be for, for everybody. Yeah. Um, so you can say that you're fighting for legislation for everybody. Um, but yeah, we're also we also have some really great programming this year. We have two uh, conferences here in D.C. Uh, summits. Um, yeah. The first one is going to be in April 1st. Um, so it's coming up in about a little over a month. And it's actually um, going to be partnering with um, Congresswoman Deb, Deb Holland's office. Awesome. Um, so for folks that are listening, you're more than welcome to come to this conference. It is, I want to meet her. Yes. It's free. Um, and um, 
yeah, we have uh, four cafecitos um, that we're going to be hosting um, in Dallas, actually, in April and in May. Um, we're having a booster budget um, cafecito as well in San Antonio, where we're going to awesome. help um, seniors uh, figure out how to get that little bit of extra money um, into their households uh, every month. Um, and then um, we're going to do, we're partnering with AARP on four other cafecitos in uh, Houston, Philly, Miami, and somewhere else uh, <laughs> but definitely we'll have that updated um on, a, on our website and we're always more than happy to take any volunteers um so please definitely sign up for that as well abby before we leave what's the name of that benefits website that we need to check up on sure it's um from the national council on aging and it is called benefitscheckup.org thank you so much for all the work you do to help us prepare for retirement. I'll be hope to have you on the show again. Of course. Thank you so much.